0: I'm Kate Mortland, and thank you for joining us on The Council Covers It, a podcast created by the Illinois Life and Health Insurance Council. Insurance is paramount to the health and wellness of Illinois employers, citizens, and families alike. While critical, the world of insurance can also be daunting and difficult to comprehend. We seek to create understanding by wading through that confusion presented with life and health insurance policies and topics in Illinois. Join us as we dive into some of the state's most pressing insurance issues on The Council Covers It. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Council Covers It. It's a podcast dedicated to all things insurance, explained in a simple and digestible way. I'm your host, Kate Morthlin, and today I am thrilled to have the most important person overseeing the insurance industry in Illinois, the Illinois Department of Insurance's director... Director Dana Popish Severinghouse. So, Director Popish Severinghouse has served since January of 2021. She brings extensive legal, policy, government relations, and insurance industry related experience to her role heading the state regulatory agency. The director formerly was the Legislative and Regulatory Counsel at Allstate Insurance Company, where she advised Allstate and its subsidiaries on legal, regulatory, and legislative matters across the Midwest. Before that, she served as the Senior Policy Advisor at the State of Illinois Central Management Services Agency, where she oversaw the Bureau of Benefits. Prior to that, Director Papish Severinghouse was the Director of Government Relations for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. So, Director Papish Severinghouse. Formerly served on the board of the Illinois Insurance Guarantee Fund and was a member of the Illinois Insurance Association. Currently, she is an advisory board member and co-chair of the Government Relations Advisory Council for the Chicago Children's Advocacy Center, a women in law mentor at Chicago Kent College of Law and an auxiliary board member at ChildServe. She also, if that's not enough, holds committee leadership roles with the National Association of Insurance Commissioners, including serving as a co-vice chair of the Innovation Cybersecurity and Technology H Committee and as a member of the International Insurance Relations G Committee. Director Poppy Severinghouse earned her Bachelor of Arts in Communication Studies and Journalism and Mass Communications from the University of Iowa and Juris Doctorate from the Chicago-Kent College of Law. And I'm sure, Director, you have no time to sleep. So thank you for being on the show today. How are you? I'm great. It's
1: Friday. It's a pleasure to be with you and uh, get to talk like this.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. So just a level set, um, to kind of talk about where we're going in this episode, The Department of Insurance really administers and enforces the laws that regulate the Illinois insurance companies. So insurance companies work closely with the department in various ways to ensure compliance and proper administration in Illinois. And as you and I both know, the law is ever-changing, and there have been dozens of passed laws just this year that will affect insurance companies across the state. The department really assists in providing guidance for the implementation of those Illinois rules and laws, as well as ensure that companies are following the laws and regulations properly. So, essentially, what your agency does is hold up the entire insurance infrastructure of the state. It is a tall order and no easy task. And the pandemic really placed a spotlight on the importance of insurance. So, I can only imagine how busy you all are at the department. So, I just want to send a a huge thank you for being here in order to discuss these issues today. And I just want to start by zooming out. So you are incredibly accomplished, not only in your professional life, but in your personal life, your wife, your mother. So my first question is, what advice do you have for women in leadership roles or advancing to leadership roles in this time?
1: Right. Well, I mean, thank you for your kind words and kind introduction. Yeah, it was, that was a, uh, a long resume list there. Okay? I think the <laughs> we're like barber to my husband and chef for two small children. Right. right? <laughs> um, you know, there's so many different paths to leadership you know my own i would say it was much more of a winding path than a planned straight line and you know i really applaud folks that have a, a solid plan for what they want to achieve and how they want to get there you know i'm not a person that's ever had a 5 year plan a 10 year plan not even a 1 year plan you know for me it's more of a show up and um you know i'm that's where i'm what i'm always doing and and being open to opportunities and so you know i think especially as a woman along this path, it's really important to have a mentor or a sponsor. And that can be a you know, great benefit by allowing you to access higher ups to showcase the work that you're doing and open the door to leadership roles. You know, Although I never really had a true mentor, mm-hmm. I learned early on that you'll work with people who build you up and help push you down the career path to success and sometimes others who are not there to help you succeed. Um, I was fortunate in my first real job to have a boss that was a build you up type of person and who led from that standpoint you know my boss appreciated my work ethic my contributions and he showed it by supporting my growth there you know it was a small government relations firm uh he would start bringing me to springfield to liaise with legislators on you know issues that were important to our clients and this is really even before i had an uh, official role um, you know as a government relations advocate at the firm um you know my boss is even instrumental in getting me recruited for the next job you know we were working with one of our clients Mm-hmm. And their director of government relations had recently left the company to spend more time with her growing family. You know, after I, our meeting, they had asked if I was interested. And, you know, frankly, I was happy where I was at our firm. I hadn't thought about leaving. Um, you know, we had a bar in our office. I wore jeans to work. You know, this is like <laughs> with pandemic times. It was a good time, you know. Right. Um, and it was chill, and I could have done it forever. Um, and I wasn't sure I wanted to jump to a thousand person company. But, you know, at this time, the Affordable Care Act was rolling out. You know, I recognize it could be a once in a lifetime opportunity. And frankly, you know, that boss said to me, if you want to go do it, right? And really was that boost to say, you know, you can do that. And I think, you know, stepping outside of your lane sometimes, right? Like I was doing, you know, contract government relations work. So I knew uh, a little about a lot of different things, but I never had really taken the chance. To a deep dive on one issue. And I think having people, whether it be my boss pushing me to say, yeah, go do that if you're interested and that company's leadership to say like, Hey, you may not be an expert on health insurance or know any of those acronyms, frankly, at that time. Um, but we're going to give you a chance, right? Like we see something in you, like in your personality, in your skill set, how you interact, like we think you can do the job mm-hmm. and having people believe in you and leaning into that, even when there's that fear and that uncertainty. Um, so, so, you know, that's really the advice that I would give to recognize when an opportunity may lead you to bigger things. You know, it's funny when you would say like the things that I've done, like, wow, they really have uniquely, you know, built up to, to qualify me to lead the department in this role. And when I was doing any of those things, I never would have imagined, you know, being in this spot, right. I just would have, would have not assumed that I was qualified for it. But when I look back and like, as you know, when I started at the department, you know, that time we were dealing with some tough issues and, you know, believing in yourself and and giving yourself that chance. And, you know, I think as far as women who are already in leadership roles, you know, keeping the door open for other women to follow, right? You know, on our leadership team, there are five women, including myself. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't just talk about inclusive leadership. I model it, right? You know, I inherited some staff in this role that, you know, that I could have kept or, you know, had the chance to bring someone on board. And I firmly believe in, you know, working with people, letting them be successful and growing from there. And I think everyone that's given, been given that opportunity has just completely leaned into it and is doing a phenomenal job. And that's how we build one another up.
0: Yep, absolutely. So creating that space and also support behind that space to really push mm-hmm. people to succeed. That's fantastic. So you mentioned that you were you you did you came into the role as director at the department at a very critical very important and very hectic time with the pandemic. So now that we're learning how to navigate through the pandemic a little bit, what and and, and you have more space to, to see through your mission of the department, what is your mission for the Illinois Department of Insurance? Yeah. You know,
1: when I came to the job, I mean, I, I what I personally really wanted to bring is stability to the department. I think just over the years, you know, administration changes, et cetera. You know, a lot of folks have stepped into the director role in an acting position, et cetera, that were, you know, our chief deputies. Right. That are fantastic at their jobs. And so, you know, I really saw it as an opportunity for me to come in and bring stability, let people do what they're good at be successful and help foster that for the department. So, you know, I want to continue the success that we've had in regulating the state's insurance market, um, including ensuring the market's um, efficiency and financial solvency. You know, I think obviously now with everything that's going with the economy and climate change and um, risk. You know, that's more important than ever. I also really want to work with the industry to make sure that our Illinois insurance consumers are protected. Um, you know, as you know from personal experience, we have a, a very talented staff of the department, you know, that are responsible from everything from ensuring that regulations are followed to drafting new legislation to licensing producers and helping resolve consumer complaints. Um, I also really want to make sure that we maintain our role among state regulators. Um, as a leader amongst them. And, you know, we work really hard to retain and attract the top insurance companies here. You know, we want new companies to come here. Um, We're committed to effectively regulating the industry and serving consumers and supporting market innovation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finally, you know, I would, I would just add that, you know, I think it's really important. And I just kind of touched on this to embrace innovation, to foster a competitive, robust insurance market in Illinois and uh, ensuring inclusiveness along the way.
0: Well, that's a great mission. So just a couple of things, <laughs> just a couple of things, no big. Um, what do you see are the biggest challenges that the department faces right now?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think top of the list and really for everybody is, you know, our staffing and hiring challenges, you know, um, well, we've made significant progress in filling positions. You know, we're still facing the the challenges in any industry, in, in government in particular. And I think we're seeing this, you know, amongst our peer states at the NAIC as well, you know, um, retirements, internal promotions that lead to new vacancies. And, you know, I mean, for example, we had this incredibly talented, um, policy advisor uh, <laughs> she left more than a year ago you know just think about all the things that the department takes a look at via the NIC via complaints via legislation via proposed you know rules etc. And I'm beyond thankful that we have, you know, a really talented staff that can fill in. Obviously, that's a huge challenge, right? So, you know, we're increasing online recruitment and outreach. Um, you know, we're working on strategies to target potential talent, like hosting job fairs and recruiting events to align with college graduation schedules. Um, you know, we're trying to do more outreach to colleges with financial analysis, accounting and insurance programs that would have, you know, entry level or qualified candidates, Um so that's a huge one, obviously. And then I think, you know, cyber issues are are a huge concern for us, right? You know, we mm-hmm. face the challenge of, how to deal with growing cyber threats to insurance companies and what to do about that, you know, as regulators tasked with consumer protection, um, you know, the NAIC has got a model law aimed at addressing some of those issues. And, you know, obviously that's something that we're working at in the general assembly and you know, working with you on as well. And then finally, you know, consumer data protection um, uh, is of course part of our cybersecurity efforts as well. And, but, you know, as data is increasingly leveraged and shared you know we want to ensure protections for consumers privacy and fairness in the way that that data is used in underwriting and analysis and assessments of risk so i know that those are top concerns for you and your members as well
0: yeah absolutely and you mentioned that you know right now innovation is a big part of um, your mission and where you're going. And, and policy is a big part of that. And policy is a big part of that. Legislation is a big part of that. So where, what are some of the departments that passed this session? What are some of the most important legislative mes- uh, measures that worked its way through the General Assembly for you all?
1: Yeah. Well, I think as you also know, this session was quite different being <laughs>
0: abbreviated, you know,
1: um, I think, you know, two years ago um, when I came in, you know, the General Assembly was kind of getting get back going and I had just gotten in and we tried to push for a really robust agenda and we're really successful. You know, we I thought the same thing would uh, happen again this year. And, you know, with the shorter session, it was a little different, but we still were incredibly successful. Um, you know, we passed five major initiatives, um, but the key ones that I would share are um, House Bill 4703 which was the No Surprises Act, Mm -hmm. Um, and the bill amends um, Illinois laws prohibiting surprise billing by authorizing us to match the scope of providers and situations covered under the federal No Surprises Act, Mm -hmm. um, which would remove the current discrepancies between state and federal law and would generally expand the scope of situations in which the department can protect consumers from surprise bills. I know you don't like to get too into the weeds. It's supposed to be light. (laughs) so I won't go deeper than that on that one. That's perfect. Yes. (laughs) And then another one um, that I think is, I'm really excited about, um, you know, especially given the complaints and issues we dealt with this session, um, you know, Senate Bill 3910 was the ID disclosure bill, which creates a disclosure requirement on health insurance and HMO member ID cards that easily identifies the regulatory entity that holds authority over the plan, which will hopefully make it easier for consumers to know which regulatory authority to co- to contact when they're having issues with their plan. So as you know, but everybody else probably doesn't know, um, you know, the majority of health plans in the state, you know, are self-funded, are federally regulated, et cetera, you know, the department has jurisdiction over about 20% of the plans overall. Well, when people want help or having issues, they call us, which is great. Like we're happy to be a resource, but we don't have you know, authority over those companies or those plans or those issues. And so, you know, if we can look at a card and say, okay, this is a DOI issue. Great. Or this is a department of labor issue. We can refer you to the department of labor, but you know, when folks are confused, I think that will be really helpful in, you know, getting that, at least that one step figured out when you're navigating, you know, a frustrating and confusing process as is.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you did, um, I do have to mention whenever we're talking about legislation, there's always um, state coverage mandates. So we've seen, um, a, you know, a handful last session, we see a handful this session that passed. What education, knowing that you did mention that the market is is really, you guys only uh, have authority over 20% of the Illinois market, what kind of education is the department providing to legislators regarding coverage mandates and who, that, who these mandates affect?
1: Right. Well, so, you know, we're always eager to engage with legislators, provide background and context on important issues. You know, on all bills that touch the insurance code, we are very proactive and we reach out to legislators on a one-on-one basis to go through any technical flags or unintended consequences that a bill may have so that they can make informed decisions. You know, as you know, we have a great two-person legislative team in-house here at the DOI, and they do a great job of Tracking all the bills proposed by the General Assembly and explaining how those bills are going to impact consumers, the insurance market and the department's operations. And, you know, I mean, we really appreciate the willingness of both the house and the Senate insurance committee members to take our input into account and work with us on proposed legislation. And, you know, we're always happy to provide technical feedback for legislators and stakeholders, especially since insurance policy can be so dense and sometimes sometimes even confusing.
0: (laughs) Right. No, you guys do really have a great ledge team and great, you know, staff all around Um, where, where, do you see? And this is this is kind of speaking from our perspective to your perspective. Where do you see the industry and department have an opportunity of working together better? So, how can the industry work with the department to, for example, to create a more seamless policy filing season, or anywhere else within the administration of any rules or regulations?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, so. Uh- I think there's a lot of areas areas where we already work with industry, you know, including Mm -hmm. moving legislation, you know, um, one of which is the initiative on supplier diversity, right? It asks companies to look at ways to tackle diversity, equity, and inclusion within the industry. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely an area where I'm looking to form an even more collaborative, you know, relationship, for example, in terms of building a more inclusive workforce, right? You know, I recently spoke at a conference about inclusive leadership. And the insurance industry is already pushing for change in that space, you know, as are so many industries, you know, um, as it relates to, you know, DEI, you know, the governor's made it a priority in his administration and Illinois agencies. Um, You know, we've had staff volunteer to attend training sessions, et cetera. We're hiring um, a DEI uh, position at the department. Um, And we can work with together with industry to examine current policies and practices through the DEI lens. You know, for example, during NAIC meetings, you know, we've got um, the various work streams that we're working on. And I'm on work stream one, and we just had um, an internal discussion um, yesterday afternoon um, we're really trying to move forward and, and, and deliver our work products. Right. And one mm-hmm. of those, I don't want to go into it too much because we're still working on it, but is working really closely with the trade associations on what companies are doing because so many of your members have been taking fantastic initiative in the space. And I think there's a lot that we can, you know, all learn on, learn from that together on, we're always looking for feedback and solutions to issues, you know, Especially those <laughs> involving filing season, and so you know we want that we need that joint effort between the department and issuers. you know yeah. we always expect some back and forth once filings are coming in, but and you know captain obvious here, but it's always helpful to have <laughs> issuers submit accurate data up front because the more that we can get done on the front end, the better, right especially it's a narrow window of time. you know we we do want you know everyone to be successful and and have you know their products out there, so you know the the more boxes you can check uh the better
0: absolutely. Everybody's on the same team to work towards that goal. I like that. I know. <laughs> so um, director, do you have any final remarks for us today?
1: I mean, I feel like I should have prepared some insightful, <laughs> tip for the day, right? Or, um, no, you look, I just would say, I, I really enjoy working with you and Laura, you know, you guys are just incredibly talented. You're fantastic to work with. Um, you are great team players. You know, I'm really appreciative in Illinois that we have such fantastic straight state trades and that they're, you know, led by such smart, talented, um, collaborative, um, folks. So, you know, I just appreciate, um, the, the transparent and open relationship we have with you and look forward to working with you and your members as we move forward together.
0: No, I second that completely. And director, you know this, and I know this from being at the department. You have one of the hardest working staffs that I have ever seen before in my life.
1: So minus one, got, Kate,
0: minus one. Okay, <laughs> No, but they're fantastic to work with and just great people and just incredibly hardworking and talented. So thank you for always being a resource for us and working with us. Um, So I know um, you all have many ways to get in touch with you. If anyone has a question from consumer to industry, could you walk through kind of how anyone can get a hold of the Department of Insurance if they have any questions?
1: Yeah, so I think the easiest option is to visit our website. It's insurance.illinois.gov. You can navigate to the About Us page and under the Contact Us section, you can see contact information for all the various divisions, whether you have a licensing question, complaints, you want to learn more about plans, you want to learn about Get Covered Illinois um, and health plan options. It's all there.
0: Perfect. And for the Illinois Life and Health Insurance Council, remember to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Our Twitter handle is I L underscore L H I C in order to stay up to date on all things, life and health insurance. Also subscribe to the council covers it. So you don't have to miss an episode like this one. Lastly, make sure to check out our website at www.ilhic.com director. It has been fantastic on a Friday to start the day off with interviewing you. So thank you very much for taking the time because I know how busy you are, especially it is happy filing season. So um, thank you very much. And um, we hope to have you back sometime. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Kate. All right. We will catch you all next time on another episode of The Council Covers It. Thank you for joining us today. Feel free to subscribe and rate the podcast in order to stay up to date on episodes as we explore various life and health insurance policies and topics in Illinois. We hope you join us again on The Council Covers It.